What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get what you need to hear. Mondays and Fridays, we're always here. Live on the air, you know it ain't fair. Because we spit it with crazy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today. And I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. And it's not just the show. This is the Super Bowl 57 preview prediction show. Woo! Let's go, baby. Honor Ric Flair. Woo! Let's go, baby. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. We're going to, uh, you know, talk about some of the awards last night in NFL Honor. And really, most of the meat of the show is going to be about analyzing and giving our predictions of this great game. The kicks off Sunday around 6.30, probably 6.34 or 7 p.m. Eastern with Rihanna doing halftime. Um, Ray, before we get to setting the, the, the table with the Super Bowl, I think we need to honor not just the Hall of Fame class, but more importantly, young Patrick Mahomes II, who won his second MVP last night and is in his fifth or third Super Bowl, five AFC championships. And whether he wins or loses this game, I kind of have this feeling, right, as we know we'll be back on Tuesday, you guys, to talk about the NBA because King James kind of took and the NBA kind of took a little thunder. It's been kind of a quiet NFL Super Bowl a week because the NBA took it for like two or three days, which is very rare. But do you see a correlation to obviously, you know, not the same hype coming in, but Patrick Mahomes and LeBron James, we were talking about that off air and I'm seeing that Patrick Mahomes is building up quite a career and legacy at such a young age. Where where do you think we can start to view and look at him, win or lose, on Sunday? How do you view Patrick Mahomes winning another MVP now? Well, he is putting himself already in rarefied air, and that's without the Super Bowl. To win two Super Bowls in your first five seasons as a full-time starter, and then to go to three Super Bowls and five straight AFC championships 
in that same time period, it is really rarefied. If you think about it, who do you compare Mahomes to? We'll talk about him against other players in other sports, right? We've got LeBron. We need to talk about where LeBron is on the all-time NBA, you know, ladder. But if you think strictly about football, and if you think the glory position is quarterback, so quarterbacks always get a disproportionate amount of the love, you know, when things are going well and a disproportionate amount of the hate when things aren't. But if you think, without getting into specifics, because we could do a whole show on this, but if you think about Brady, if you think about um, Peyton Manning, if you think about Montana. He's kind of like Elway. If you think about Elway, if you think about um, guys like that, think about the success that they had early on, right? Montana wins four, but he won an 81 against the Bengals and an 84 against the Dolphins and didn't win again until 88. So that was, that was, you know, that took him eight years to get to that third one and win it. If you talk about guys like uh, Elway, Elway lost his first three Super Bowls and then yeah. didn't win his last two until his last two seasons. And then if you think about other guys, uh, Peyton Manning also was one and one in the middle of his career, and then he went to Denver at the very it's end of his It took him forever just to get to a Super Bowl. And went one and one. Yeah, he didn't go until 2005, right? And he came in in 98, took him seven years, seven seasons to get to his first Super Bowl. So if you think about – the success this guy is having early on, and think about Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Brady got into that, you know, got knocked, basically Mo Lewis, uh, you know, knocked Bledsoe out, and then the rest is history. Wally pipped him, and then he won <laughs> his first Super Bowl in 2001, right? 14-point underdogs to uh, the greatest show on turf, looking to win two out of three, and everybody was like, Kurt Warner's the man. So he wins that one, and then he goes back to back 0405 uh but then it took him so that was his three so he won three in a row uh pretty quick you know early on in his career but he wasn't having the mvp seasons during no, the those regular were defensive season that early team, those came a little bit later yeah. those came a little bit later so if you take regular season dominance Patrick and one of one success <laughs> he's probably had the best five, and don't let him win this Super Bowl, right? But we'll talk about that later. But Patrick Mahomes has probably had the best five-year run to start a career that anybody's had. People saw Dan Marino and said Dan Marino is the man. And he went to that Super Bowl, but he lost to Joe Montana and never saw never the Super Bowl that. again. So I think if you think about it in that respect, putting your career – Jimmy Valvano. No, but think about it. Jimmy Valvano, remember? The great, late, great Jimmy Valvano was like, all right, let's break the game down into four-minute segments. So, you know, every four minutes you get a TV timeout in college basketball, right? Every four minutes of game time. So if you break this down into five-year segments, nobody's had better first five years than Patrick Mahomes ever. Maybe at any position uh, in any sport, but certainly not at the quarterback position in the NFL. So it's only uphill from here, and if you think about it, all he needs to do, all he needs to do is, is stay healthy. Well, the first thing he needs to do is stay healthy, but he's on track to be, you know, the greatest of all time, and 
Tom Brady set that bar pretty far, but if there's anybody who could approach it, it's Patrick Mahomes. I would totally have to agree with you, and I think what makes it so fascinating is that, and we talked about this off air, you know, he's got the right coach. I feel like he's got a great GM and a good owner. And the competition, though, is at an all-time high where you could debate did Montana and Brady have the equal competition, which, you know, you had Manning, you had Breeze, Montana had, you know, Aikman and Elway and different people. But right now, Mahomes in the AFC, there's six or seven other guys that could be playing in his game next season. But Don't I let think Rodgers go to the AFC. That's another one. Yeah, and, and, and that's very possible, especially if the Packers trade him. They don't want him in their conference, so he could very well be with the Raiders, Jets, or Titans next year. Um, I, I marvel at the kid. I think some people get, you know, I've had a friend who gets irritated how bad Tony Romo loves on Patrick Mahomes, but I tell him, I'm like, listen, you know, I told him, I What's said, you sound like love? a hater. Well, but I told him, I said, you sound like a hater because if you're being honest, what you just laid out is the facts. We've never seen this done before. So when people throw flowers to Mahomes, it's because, and I think in the moment sometimes we don't acknowledge the history that we're seeing. And you see that sometimes with LeBron, but you're seeing with Patrick, right? You, you, You don't really measure it sometimes until the end of their career. Well, yeah, we know Rodgers and and Manning had all these MVPs, but Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl. He's 1-0, you know, and when you see what Patrick is doing, yes, 2-1 does sound a lot better than 1-2, but the fact that he's in three and five AFC championships, there's no reason that he can't be in this game next year. They, they've already turned over their defense. Their defense is actually only going to get better next year because they revamped the whole secondary and got younger when they moved on from the Honey Badger. Chris Jones is under contract. So the George, um, the kid from... Tyreek uh, Hill. Yeah, but, but, um, right, but George Kafalafa with the, the kid um, from Purdue or Iowa, whatever his name is, the defensive lineman, he's young. So there's no reason to believe that we can't see the Chiefs in this game yeah, for, the next, yeah. Yeah, for the next two or three seasons. So I, I just think it's, it's a great story. Obviously, uh, offensive player was Justin Jefferson. He deserved it. Dak Prescott got the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Touching story. I mean, I knew a little bit about his mom and brother, but I didn't, I didn't know the nuts and bolts. And I got I to gotta be honest, it, it made me – and I don't – you know, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but it made me really – like Dak Prescott and respect him on a whole nother level. So salute to him. Um, Nick Bosta um, got the defensive player, which I thought he went with Parsons. They're both deserving, but Nick Bosta was great. And the Jets win the, the offensive and defensive rookie. I don't think that's ever happened in NFL history. That it happened team... once. It happened two times before. They oh, said it, did. it happened with the Saints. Yeah, the Saints in 2017, and then I think it was oh. uh, 
somebody else in 2000. Oh, I didn't care about that, but that was pretty impressive. Um, and two really young, really, um, it, it's not like fluff. These are really good young players. Sauce, uh, you know, he, I would say he might be a top three corner already. And Garrett Wilson, he's not the explosive like Chris Olave, um, who I thought could have been up for this award and the Saints if they didn't have all those injuries. But he is a solid wide receiver and did uh, yeoman's work for the Jets with three different quarterbacks. So that makes it more impressive. So um, give me your thoughts about really the, the Hall of Fame class. I mean, that that's uh, – an interesting subject from our point of view. What, what, what were your initial thoughts of the new Hall of Fame class? Yeah, so if you want, go back to our show from last week. We talked about our picks for the Hall of Fame, and we had some, you know, we had some ideas who we wanted. And I would say that definitely we had thought Darrell Revis was in, Revis Island. Joe Thomas was about a good, an interior uh, alignment as there was in the game for about a decade, never missed games. And yeah, then you and were DeMarcus. very high, and I agreed on Demarcus Ware. So those three really, we we thought, all right, those those guys, you know, deserve it. We had picked two others because the two guys that they filled it with were Rondé Barber, great cornerback. We we talked about, you know, is he is he great great or is he the whole of very good right. <laughs> Call yeah. a very good. And then Zach Thomas, you know, a very productive linebacker, very solid anchor to that Miami Dolphins team. But you and I both agreed that he was way behind a couple of other defensive players and even some offensive players that we thought were getting looked over. And specifically, we thought Patrick Willis, even at his own position, was more dominant even in his short eight-year career was more oh, dominant, way more dominant. It's night and than day. Zach Thomas ever was, you know, in the entirety of his career. So, you know, respect to those guys, and you know, we would have made some different choices, but that's what the Hall of Fame is all about. Now, what's interesting is the four, you know, veterans that they put in. Those are some stories, though. They put in Don Coriel, Air Coriel, my my Chargers. That, that, I, I know that. <coughs> I know that warmed your heart. And, and oh, to be honest, man. that's that, long, that, long overdue, right? Long overdue. He changed the face of the NFL. Dan Fouts, I'm sure, is you know, uh, not where is where he, he is partially and not in small order because of Don Coriel. And then Chuck Howley, Ken Riley, and then our boy from the Jets, Joe Flacco. Listen, the New York Jet fans can stand up at Canton, Ohio, getting two Hall of Famers, Revis and Klecko. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, no. And like you said, Offense Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, life is good as a Jet fan. Now you just need a quarterback, (laughs) and life could be real, real Well, listen, they interviewed Joe Namath before the show came on, and I saw him on NFL Network, and that's what he said. He's like, we got a pretty good team. Robert Salas is doing a good job. We just need a quarterback. I was like, wow, Joe. Like, Joe wasn't all political. You know, Joe, he, he gives you a straight shooter. He was like, uh, yeah, we need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that on another episode. But, oh, yeah. yeah, no, very exciting. Um, I think that the, the three headliners for the Hall of Fame uh, being Ware, Revis, 
and Joe Thomas, you can honestly say that they were first-team All-Pro for many years, and they dominated. Well, it's a, their it's a very good class. They 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 make it a very good class. Yeah. Absolutely, so. and I think that it's an exciting way. And like you said, this is this is the first time I can remember that the NBA stole some of their thunder. Well, first of all, you can't control when LeBron breaks Kareem's record for sure. But no, no. the NBA trade deadline, oh. which extended starting with Kyrie getting traded last Sunday and then all the way through yesterday with, you know, the Durant trade and, you know, some other moves that uh, some contending teams did. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. So all you NBA fans definitely join in on Tuesday. But yeah. that really took some of the thunder away from the NFL. I wonder if the NFL... No, it did, and especially out here in Arizona because (laughs) Kevin Durant's going to the Phoenix Suns. So people were not really caring about the Super Bowl. They were just talking about Kevin Durant and the Suns. So it's fascinating. But I'll say this. um, Brian Dable from the Giants got coach of the year, and I think he did an amazing job. And I think the Jets and the Giants for football fans in, in New York have some hope. Um, now moving forward to this game, you know, there's so much to discuss and so much to think about, but one thing that's fascinating with both of these top, you know, offenses, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's the best on the field and, and, and maybe Kelsey at tight end and they have a a solid tight end in Dallas Goddard. But statistically, when you look at Sanders, Miles Sanders for the Eagles, A.J. Brown, you know, giving you 11 touchdowns and like 1,400 yards, Sanders like over 11, 1,200 yards rushing. But then even Delonte Smith, the Eagles probably have, besides the quarterback, the top two wide receivers, the best running back, and then the best running back by committee, and you know, Kelsey is definitely, you know, a great tight end, but Goddard's not a bum. So there's so much offensive talent on the Philly side. But then both of these quarterbacks are coming in a little injured. You know, we haven't seen Jalen Hurts throw it down the field with accuracy since he heard the shoulder. And Patrick Mahomes are saying the ankles are as best as it's ever going to be, maybe up to 85%, who knows. What factors do you think for the quarterbacks their kind of ailments could play on Sunday for Hurts and for Mahomes? Well, I would say this. First of all, if you're a quarterback, I need your arm to be right. (laughs) Your legs are important, but your arm's more important, right? The legs give you balance. The legs give you stability. The legs give you some, you know, some get you some oomph. But ultimately, I'd rather take Mahomes on an ankle than Hurts on a shoulder. And especially because uh, Jalen likes to run the ball a little bit, and Jalen can give you some first down, you know, a first down threat. So if he's got the ball third and five and they run that RPO and they run to his right side, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a run threat option, and I don't know how – loose they're going to let him go i don't think he's right i don't think that shoulder is right um, no it's not so so i'd rather have mahomes who by the way his dad pat mahomes probably taught him this or he learned it just watching his dad play baseball throws on all kinds of 
non-traditional angle. Oh, every so angle. Little, he can throw sideways, every angle, yeah. Right. So all you kids out there, do not mimic Patrick Mahomes. You're not as talented as he is. You're not as gifted as he is. So stick with what your high school and your, your, your pop Warner football coach tell you about form. And wait, wait, but I will say top. this, though. When you say that to the kids, the one thing I will say, though, that you saw from Mahomes, Russell Wilson, other uh, different athletes, kids play multiple sports. Don't yes. just play, and that's what's happening too much in this society today with all these uh, club teams and AAU and all that, where kids just play the one sport all year round. And it's like, no, play multiple sports. Patrick Mahomes was really good at basketball. So was Tony Romo. He was really, you know, good at baseball. So was Russell Wilson, like getting drafted. And so those type of skills give you the versatility that help you in whatever sport you decide to master or perfect, but playing the other sports, it really does help you, and you see that with Mahomes and Russell Wilson. So I think that's a, a real good message. Because, you know, Ray and Tay care about the kids. For, for the children, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ray and Tay for the children. Us, um, us and Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would say that, you know, I'm more worried about Jalen Hurts physically than I am Patrick Mahomes because we saw Mahomes one week removed from a high ankle sprain throw for 320, and run for 15 yards when he needed it to get a first down to win the game. So he's two weeks past that, so I think he'll be fine, you know, fine enough to, uh, yeah. to win a Super Bowl. But I'm, I'm more worried about Jalen Hurts, frankly. And that's legit. Um, <clears throat> looking at the coaches, you know, I, 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 it's hard in Super Bowls to say, oh, coach has got such an advantage and this and that, because it, it does come down to coordinators and stuff like that, maybe potentially clock management and the experience of kind of managing the team in terms of the expectations, their energy and stuff like that. So you have to give Andy Reid um, definitely an edge. I mean, he's such a veteran. And for me, where I think Andy Reid comes into play when you give him two weeks, Andy Reid has got a great record um, coming off of buys in the NFL with two weeks to prepare. And so for me, I think that favors the Chiefs in terms of first quarter action, where I would think the Chiefs are probably going to score first, you know, for people to do their prop bets. <laughs> they give you a little help with your prop bets. I can see the Chiefs striking first. Um, unless the Eagles' offensive line is so dominating and, and can just matriculate down the field. And I do expect what you said, with the shoulder of Jalen Hurts, the, Eagles, the, the Chiefs are going to really force them to pass it down the field. They, they want him to throw the ball. So you're going to see the safeties up in the box, and they're going to try to challenge that run. So <clears throat> that offensive line – Kelsey against Chris Jones, that matchup and those battles in the trenches is going to be a real key to see if the Eagles can control the clock to keep Mahomes off the field and, and score in this game, and along with RPOs with Jalen Hurts. So that's going to be fascinating uh, to me. And I don't know. I mean, what do you think about 
the pressure that they can put on Hertz or entice him or force him to pass and then verse the pressure that they can put on Mahomes to, you know, get him having to run and outside of the pocket. What are your thoughts on uh, both the defensive lines well, there? With, I'll start with Mahomes first, because if you think about it, the way that the Tampa Bay Bucks treated Mahomes two years ago and won the Super Bowl in a low-scoring game. But that poor line way, was obliterated, though. Right. Is the way that they're going to have to operate today. Patrick Mahomes actually does very well against the Blitz. So I think it's incumbent on Philly to get to him with four guys. Now, they mm-hmm. have the four guys to do it, right? So Graham <laughs> and Cox and Sweat and Hassan Reddick and, you know, these guys – uh, and they can all get there and then they also have depth right Davis and Joseph Quinn like all these guys they have a seven eight man rotation so they need to get to him with four because if you blitz Mahomes uh you're in trouble because Mahomes is a playmaker and I think losing Tyreek Hill in this respect has been good for Mahomes He's had to build trust in all of his receivers. Now, granted, he wants to go to Travis Kelsey, and he might throw an interception trying to force the ball to Travis Kelsey. But I think the ability to go to Valdez Scanlon, the ability to go to Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, and, and if Kendarius Tony can give them a, a, you know, a playmaker on the outside, Juju. I think that they have to find a way, Philly, to get to Mahomes pass rushing four and double teaming Kelsey as much as you can and essentially hoping that Mahomes gets frustrated. And if you can put a hat on him, if you can hit him a little bit, then I think that's the formula that the Bucks use to frustrate him and to get him off his game. And then who knows, he might try to force it with his super athleticism and throw two interceptions or more if they're behind. So I think that's the key for the, for the Eagles. Now, granted, the Andy Reid and his staff have been in this movie two years ago, so they kind of know what to expect. But you know what? They had 60 sacks from a four-man rush. That's pretty amazing. So it's incredible. So getting almost three, sack, three and a half sacks a game just from the four-man rush. So if Philly can do that to Mahomes, they've got a very good chance of, you know, Getting ahead, but you you hit on the key point there, Ray, with the rotation because when you add in Robert Quinn and Indomitian Sue, that they they don't get tired, they stay fresh, and they're massive. I know that the Chiefs want to see if they could run Pacheco and do some screens to McKinnon, but that Eagle front is so devastating. And let's not forget, this is where. Tyreek Hill could finally, finally be really missed because the Eagles secondary is really good. And, you know, Chauncey Gardner, he's had experience, you know, sticking Gronk and, and did great with guarding tight ends. Same thing when he was down at the Saints. And they have a talented secondary. And you're right. If they kind of put the, the, the double team on Kelsey – They've got guys to kind of handle uh, Valdez and, and, and Juju and Tony. So yeah. this is, you this know what? is this, fascinating. This is, we talked about it a little bit. 
this game is so much more than a team, you know, a game of number one seeds, you know, 13 and four teams and, and, uh, you know, MVP candidates, one and two in the MVP running. This is also a sort of a peak at the future of the NFL. And the reason I say that is because Patrick Mahomes was on a rookie deal when he went to the Super Bowl. And now Patrick Mahomes is on a $50 million a year deal. And guess what? Joe Burrow is about to make that kind of money. And uh, our boy in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, has made that kind of money. And then Justin Herbert's going to make that money. So here's a, here's a chance for, like, the business. Oh, and Jalen Hurts may not make 50, but he'll certainly make 40, 40, 45. So this is, a, this is a chance to test out this model, right? So Jalen Hurts is playing on a rookie contract. So that means, and he's a second-round pick. So Jalen Hurts basically, in football terms, makes like a bag of chips, right? Yep. So he now has the ability to bring in an A.J. Brown and then potentially to pay a Devontae Smith. And then Dallas Goddard's going to want his money. And Miles Sanders, is, you know, the 1,000-yard rusher, all-pro, is going to want his money. So everybody's going to want their money. And they're doing this under Jalen Hurts' rookie contract. But when Jalen yeah, Hurts and, gets and it's paid, going to be a totally different Eagles roster next year because of we'll what you've said. So, so, but what I'm saying is now, so now let's play it into the present, right? The present is that except for Kendarius Tony, and he's not really even an integral part of the team, Kansas City doesn't have anybody to take the lid off the roof. They don't have anybody to take it to the house. Now, granted, Travis Kelsey may end up being the best tight end, certainly the best pass-catching tight end of all time. He's going to shatter Jerry Rice's records just because he's going to go to the playoffs so many more years if he stays healthy. But, you know, they don't have a guy. They don't have a Tyreek Hill, right? So if you look at the the roster and if you look in the base 4-3 defense, Darius Slay and Blankenship, uh, and, and Gardner Johnson, these guys can definitely hold their own against the Kansas City receivers. So oh, yes, if, they can. <laughs> if you play contain, if you can rush with four, drop back seven, keep these guys contained, that means that unlike in years past, when you could score on two, three play drives, you're going to need seven, eight, nine play drives to score. And with that pass rush and with the fact that Philly can create havoc, they can create turnovers, at the very least frustration. So Kansas City is used to scoring and, and passing all through for 5,200 yards. But if they get down and they get frustrated, um, you know, bad things can happen. So I, I think it's important for the Chiefs not only to protect Mahomes, I think it's important for them to not fall behind. I think they need to keep the game close. Now, granted, if it's under five minutes and it's close, you know who my money's on, Patrick Mahomes. But if the game is such that he's playing from behind and he's got to try and make some Superman plays and he gets a little frustrated and his receivers aren't as good as they used to be and he doesn't have a Tyreek Hill, I think that's an opportunity for Philly to, to, you know, give them the business like the Tampa Bay Bucks did two years ago. I think the, the, the game for the Chiefs is going to be won on 
if Pacheco can get you 70-plus yards. He has got to be able to help them get into third and fours and threes instead of third and six and sevens because of all that you said and because on third and six, third and seven, it's easier to double Kelsey and then, you know, get the pressure on him. And if they want to bring in a blitzer, but have those receivers kind of covered one-on-one because they're not, they're good. They're all solid guys, but they're not super explosive like Tariq. And so this is where I think we're going to see a lot formulate in the first quarter and maybe quarter and a half. Can the Chiefs offensive line get, and honestly, Ray, we talk about Jalen Hurts running. You're going to actually see Patrick Mahomes is going to have to get a couple of first downs scrambling. Yeah. There's going to be a third and five, a third and seven, where he will have the opportunity to take off. And let's see how healthy he is and can he do that successfully because that is how they'll be able to not only get in the field goal range, get the clutch first downs and move the, you know, move it down the field. And I'll say this with Biennemi and Andy Reid, they're going to have to have a couple of trick plays. I think that I think that's going to be the key. A couple of you know maybe uh, you know flea flicker, maybe uh, you know Tony. Yeah, if you think about uh, it too, running Nicole the ball. Nicole Hardman not playing is a big deal too. Even though he's been a little bit of a disappointment coming out of Georgia, but that um, speed to push the safety, you're right. A speed yeah. guy, he could take it down. He could spread. You know, you always have to respect his speed. And Kendaris Tony is sort of his replacement. But, but you saw they activated was, Clyde Edwards Alaire, so I wonder how healthy he'll be to help. I saw that, even though, you know, to me, I mean, that, that, that's nice, but I think McKinnon and Pacheco were fine. Um, and they had Ronald Jones, I guess, is now, you know, won't see much time. But Edwards Hilaire, remember, he also fumbles the ball, though, so he scares me a little bit if you're a Kansas City fan. But, yeah, he can do – he can run, he can catch, he's a good player – uh, but he's been, you know, he's, he's been a little rusty. So we'll see what, you know, we'll see what he does. But I think that Patrick Mahomes and his receivers have to be in sync because they have to play a very good game. There's not this, oh, my God, two, three play drive, Tyreek Hill, you know, we score in 13 seconds like they did, you know, against Buffalo when, uh, you know, when Buffalo was getting ready to go, uh, you know, to the AFC Championship. But, no, Kansas City scored in 13 seconds. They don't have that kind of offense anymore. No, I agree. And the Eagles are favored by one and a half, and the over-under, I believe, is 51 and a half. So, you know, for me, I don't think it's going to be super-duper high scoring, but I could see them, you know, being over – and we'll get to the prediction shortly in terms of the, the spread, the Eagles one and a half. It's basically a pick em game. You know, one thing that's fascinating for me, though, is how did the Chiefs handle the RPO? Because Jalen Hurts is an explosive runner, and they do a lot of kind of trick plays and Gainwell and Scott and Sanders. They're all really solid backs. And with their line, I think the Eagles offensive line is is coming in this game almost a little underrated because their line has been kind of dominant this season. 
You know, they they really they are. Um, and and in the long run, that's the question, right? How long can 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 Jason uh, Kelsey and uh, Lane Johnson stay healthy and you know productive? So if you're looking at the long term, that's one of the things that you really have to you know keep an eye on is that offensive line. Having said that, um, you need to just like you need to get to Mahomes with four, the Kansas City defense needs to disrupt that RPO with four guys. And like you said, Karloftis and, and Jones and Frank Clark and, and, and Dunlap and Willie Gate, they need to get in there and they need to disrupt the timing and they need to let Jalen Hurts know that they're there. And I don't even think they need to hit him so much as they just need to make the pocket not as clean. So he can't make those easy decisions. You need to get penetration on the line, force him to get the ball out of his hands, and make a decision early. Because if you let Jalen Hurts take three, four steps going to the left or to the right on that RPO, and he can throw it, he can pitch it, he can you know, find Dallas Goddard for 10 yards, he can find one of the backs out of the back or, or you know, go over the top with A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, he's got – many, many options. So I think you need to make the game, you need to make him uncomfortable, and you don't necessarily need to hit him. Um, Whereas Mahomes, I think you need to hit. You need to literally get a hat on him. But I think you just need to make it dirty. You need to sloppy sloppy up the backfield for Jalen Hurts. So now his decision-making is put into question, right? It's not, it's not as simple as just read the defense. It's, oh, my God, I, my, my different passing angles. I got, I got penetration where I didn't expect to get penetration. So I need to reassess in real time. Um, you know, if I, I don't know if I can press the X button. I might have to press the O button. You know what I mean? I don't ah, you don't know about the O. You don't know about the circle button. You, you, I got to go with the circle, man. Maybe not maybe square. I need to go to my well, third option, you know? <laughs> So I think that Jalen Hurts, the, the way to get him is to get him off, off of his spots, is to, to, to penetration, not necessarily for the sake of sacking him, but just penetration to, to, muck up the, to muck up the pocket. No, definitely. So let me say this before we make our picks, and I, I'm going to let you uh, take a stab at the prediction first. But I'll say this. We haven't talked about it, and I think that's actually a great thing. But it is the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks starting. And what's more interesting to me, this is the first Super Bowl where you have an opportunity for really a quarterback who was told to play wide receiver or running back, who, like you said, was beaten out by Tua Tungavailoa in Alabama, who had to transfer to Oklahoma, who was forgotten, who was a second-round pick, who was – kind of like disrespected, who was doubted even going into this season, who was people screaming, oh, why are you taking him over Carson Wentz? And I think all Jalen Hurts has done has been a humble, classy, resilient, strong, powerful, intelligent leader of men. And it has only benefited Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and this Eagles organization that they are at this point now where most people didn't think going into the season. People thought they'd be good, but a lot of people, I didn't hear anybody predicting 
Philadelphia to be in the Super Bowl. And that's a credit to Jalen Hurts. The young man is class personified. And I think if the Eagles win, it, it, it does take them to that $45 million. And maybe they can get a little less from him to keep some of the players around. But there's a lot of – you mentioned the offense, but there's a lot of guys on defense that will not be resigned next year that they just don't have all the cap room. So this is a great opportunity. But I think historically, Patrick Mahomes, Donovan McNabb, even Doug Williams, they were – throwers of the football. They were pocket passers, Warren Moon, different guys. Jalen Hurts is an RPO. Yes, he's gotten better throwing. You know, he's been a little banged up since the shoulder, but he is literally, um, and he's not Russell Wilson, he's literally a, a, a two-way quarterback, not a pocket passer first. So this brings hope to all of the college athletic quarterbacks that are African-American to see Jalen Hurts here and to potentially win the Super Bowl and MVP, this would be a huge lift for a lot of college athletes and a lot of young kids who want to play the quarterback position in the NFL in the future. So I think this is um, no, you're right. And, and look, so many ways. he does this and think about Lamar Jackson also was asked to play wide receiver. He won an NFL MVP. So, yeah. you know, stick to your guns. If you're good enough, you know, hopefully we've turned the corner and the, 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 the cream will rise to the top. So if you're good enough, it's your trade. You'll get a shot. Now I will say this. First of all, you're 100% right. Two black quarterbacks, it's about time. So like Bart Scott said, can't wait. But even <laughs> more than that, even more than two black quarterbacks, and, and not to downplay that because that's wonderful, and, and I think that's great. And, you know, we've already had uh, um, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson and, and a few other uh, uh, black quarterbacks, uh, obviously Doug Williams being the first, and, and uh, we, had some, we had some winners and we had some, some black quarterbacks go in uh, and, and win the Super Bowl. But even more than that, is to me is the story of resilience, the story of sticking to your guns and, and, and self-confidence. So think yeah. about what Jalen Hurts had to go through, right? He went to Alabama. He was the two-time ACC Offensive Player of the Year as a freshman and as a sophomore in the yeah, SEC. SEC. That's yeah. pretty amazing, right? Then some kid from Hawaii comes and he's the next you know, superstar, and he gets replaced at halftime of the national championship game. <laughs> and then this dude, Tua, comes in, throws the pass of all people, Devontae Smith, in overtime, wins the game, beats Georgia, and the rest is history for Tua at Alabama. So, okay, so now this kid has to say, all right, I need to regroup. Am I going to, am I going to, you know, shut it down? Am I going to go to a you know, different. No, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to transfer to Oklahoma. He hooks up with Lincoln Riley, does his thing at Oklahoma. Now, he had done it right after, uh, you know, a couple of Heisman Trophy winners. So he says Baker Rayfield and, and, and uh, Kyler Murray. And so he comes there and is like, all right. So he does his thing. And yet, and still, he's not a first round pick. So he's a second round pick. And everybody said, what do you, like you said, everybody, what are you doing? You're, you've got Carson Wentz, who probably would have won the MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt, and his team goes to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl. So 
you know, everyone's like, well, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, and what are they doing? They have Carson Wentz. He's, you know, he's a proven commodity in as much as, you know, a year or two can prove. Now, we know what, how the story played out for Carson Wentz, and now we're seeing <laughs> Jalen Hurts. So, you know, and going into this season, people were saying, is Jalen Hurts a starting quarterback in the NFL? They weren't saying, oh, is he a top – like Dak Prescott, right? Now you're like, meh, is he a top 10 quarterback? Can we win a Super Bowl with him? Dak Prescott's making $40 million, right? But everybody's sort of debating how good is he. Well, Jalen Hurts was two, three rungs below that. They were saying, is he really a starter? Is he a top 30 quarterback in the NFL? There's only 32 teams. Is he really the man of the – such a great story, man. So that's why that story is amazing. And even Patrick Mahomes, who we now think is, you know, is the man and, and, and we, we all love him and sing his praises and whatever. Patrick Mahomes came out of Texas Tech, was the 15th pick in the draft, and didn't – you, you compared him to LeBron. LeBron was the boy wonder in high school. So you kind of knew yeah. LeBron would be special. We didn't know he'd be this special. But we knew he'd be special. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, even though his father played baseball and even though he was, you know, a multi-sport athlete growing up, he was still picked 15th. And Andy Reid said, you know what? He's better than Alex Smith. Kid that was picked number one overall, a kid that had, a, by all accounts, a very solid NFL career, didn't lose your games, may not have blown the, the doors off, right? But he too, Patrick Mahomes, didn't come in with – you know, number one overall pick. And Andy Reid traded up to get him in the same draft that they took uh, the the Bears moved up to get Trubisky, which was crazy looking back now. Yeah, they moved up to number two. Yeah. So so these are both stories about totally different styles of quarterbacks, but the same kind of resilience, self-confidence. They both seem to be great kids. Oh, we're so old, we can call them kids. Great kids, uh, leaders of men, going into the locker room, undisputed, you know, leaders of their teams. And, you know, everybody in the organization looks up to them and good for them. You know, they both deserve to win. And it sounds kind of corny, but, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if either of them won from a, from a you know, a human standpoint, from a, a Oh, no, no, no. You, you, you're they rooting both for like both great, guys, great definitely, in this game. There's no bad guys or, or villains in this matchup. There's only two guys and two teams, honestly, that you would be as a sports fan, like, you know what, they, this guy deserves it. They deserve to win or whatever. All right, so it's that time, man. You go first. Ooh, I was trying to avoid it. I was trying to avoid it. It's that time. <laughs> Let's break it down. What's going to happen on Sunday? Oh, man. Well, first, let me say that on paper and I think in reality, this is going to be as close a Super Bowl as there is. It could go to overtime, frankly. So that would maybe throw off the over-under. Um, but I think that these two teams really are – they go about it a little differently, but these two teams really are um, the class of the NFL. They're two of the three or four best teams in the NFL, and by record, they're obviously the best in the AFC, best in the NFC, so they deserve to be here. No doubt about it. The Eagles, and I don't know if this will affect them. I don't think so. But the Eagles had a pretty easy route, right? They beat a giant team that was really barely a playoff team, and they just dominated them. And then they beat a San Francisco team that, frankly, would have given them a better matchup, but they couldn't throw the ball five yards 
uh, after the first quarter, right? So they really weren't tested in the playoffs, the Eagles, that is. So they're coming in a little bit, you know, untested, whereas the, the Chiefs, you know, had to go down to the final drive to beat the Cincinnati Bengals and get that monkey off their back. So I think the game starts out like a boxing match where not a lot of scoring, a pretty low, um, you know, low-risk first quarter, and then I think both teams will open it up. The way I look at it is Philadelphia has to get the running game going to set up the RPOs, and like I told you before, I think the Kansas City Chiefs have to disrupt that. I think the Eagles will get some scoring. I don't think that they'll be able to put up 35-40, but I do think they'll be able to put up three, three touchdowns, maybe a couple of field goals. Uh, I like the fact that they're relatively healthy. I like the fact that the Eagles' offensive line is together. Um, they definitely have quality receiver. I think what, one of the keys might be uh, if you can get Dallas Goddard the ball over the middle, that could open it up for Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Um, it, it's hard for me to see Philadelphia being shut down by this, uh, by this Kansas City uh, defense. So I think they'll score. You know what? I'll put a score of Oof, I was going to say 30. I'll say I'll put a score of 27. I'll say the Eagles will score 27 points. So now the question is, what do the Kansas City Chiefs do? And here I think Patrick Mahomes shows how he's matured and how even without Tyreek Hill, he has the presence of mind to drive the ball down the field and be patient. Because like, like I said before, this is going to take – Staying drives, seven, eight, nine play drives. How many of those? Can you do three of those? Can you do four of those to score against the Eagles? And that, to me, is going to be the difference. I think the Kansas City Chiefs don't have that playmaker. They're going to over-rely on Travis Kelsey. But I think having said all of that, they have the best player in football. They have the player in football that has the experience. They have the clutch quarterback that throws from all different angles. And as long as he – he can even throw one interception. As long as he doesn't get too frustrated and throw two interceptions, I think he's learned how to play without a Tyreek Hill and without a playmaker. So I think he's able to squeeze it out in the fourth quarter, drive them down just like he did against Cincinnati, Harrison Butker, as time expires – Kicks the field goal to win the game. 30-27. Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomey wins his second regular season MVP, his second Super Bowl, his second Super Bowl MVP, and we're on our way to him being the GOA team. It'll take another 15 years. Uh, (laughs) A lot of things have to happen. But I think Patrick Mahomes pulls off a tight, magnificent game that ends with 0-0-0 on the clock and Harrison Butker kicking a field goal to win the game. 30-27. Chiefs. I I love it. I love it. I did, you know, we didn't talk, we don't we don't talk about our picks just so you guys know off air. 
So I'm actually, that, okay, I like that. I like that. I like the breakdown, almost a little surprise, but I'm not because, you know, Patrick is Patrick. But okay, 30 to 27. Well, let me start off with saying my, one of my twins would be so happy to hear that. Mateus is a Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes fan. And he told me, Dad, my Chiefs are winning. And so he has the Chiefs winning 35-28. So that, that, that's the pick I got from Big Tay. I didn't get Jackson's pick yet. And then William has the Eagles 34-28. So I, I, got, I got to throw in the kids' picks. But that, I'll let Mateus know when he gets home from school that Uncle, Uncle Ray was like, yo, the Chiefs got this. That's, that's a good one. So <clears throat> when I look at this game, and, and, and really try to envision how it will play out and how these teams and coaches will attack. I'm so focused and engulfed on the trenches because I think even with the athletic ability of both quarterbacks and you know, the, the weaponry, you know, favored more so to the Eagles. I do think the offensive-defensive lines are going to set the trends. I agree with you that the first quarter is going to be a little feel-out. Um, I think, you know, for some, you know, prop bets, I think the Chiefs will score first. I think it's going to be seven, maybe seven to three or seven to six after the first quarter. Um, for me, I love Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes, by the way, just so you all know, is a Virgo like your boy, Eric. So oh, like your boy, Dad. So I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta say that. I gotta say that, you know, Patrick, he's got that critical analytical eye and is very precise with how he, you know, does things. So I got a little extra, extra love for Patrick. But what I'm noticing is that when the Eagles attack a team, and you said it earlier with Jalen Hurts with the RPO, their running backs are always kind of going downhill. And what I've seen from the Chiefs' defensive line is that they are better at a pocket passer and getting to the quarterback and rushing than they are sometimes at stopping the run. And the Eagles don't necessarily just run up the middle. They run to the left, to the right, to the off tackle, to the center, to the guard, one cut, zone read, RPO. And for me, I think that the Eagles are going to find a way to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. You're not stopping Kelsey. And I think Juju and, um, and, and Scanlon are going to be able to, you know, both get five or six catches. Because one thing that you've pointed out, and I've noticed this with Patrick this year, not having Tariq Hill has made him more precise, more of a pocket passer, and really more mature. He's, he's evolved by not having that, like, special stallion in Tariq Hill. And, but I just, I really, the, the, the fact that the Eagles defensive line can bring in six, seven, eight guys 
I really think that that's going to wear, and the Chiefs and Pacheco won't get to that key point that I said, 70 yards. I think Pacheco winds up with 50 or 60 yards, and that's not going to be enough. And for me, I think the game goes back and forth, and I believe that the Chiefs are going to be winning, and I think they're going to be winning maybe 27, 20. Three or 27, 26. And the Eagles are going to get the ball with about two and change, three and change left. And I think we're going to see a little bit of Jalen Hurts magic. And I think this guy drives down the field with the chance and the opportunity against this Chiefs defense. And I think Jalen Hurts finds a way to scramble for first downs. A.J. Brown takes a screen pass and extends it for 12, 13 yards. Dallas guarded, guarded, Goddard over the middle, getting first downs. And Miles Sanders and Gainwell break tackles really well. And the Chiefs secondary, sometimes that tackling is not up to snuff. And I think the Eagles drive down the field, they kick a field goal, and they walk off and win the game. 29-27. They cover the spread, they cover the over-under, and the Philadelphia Eagles win their second Super Bowl in, what, five years? And Jalen Hurts gets the MVP because he's going to throw for a touchdown, rush for one, and probably throw for, you know, maybe barely over 200 yards, but he's going to rush for over 55 yards. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win Super Bowl 57, 29-27, and shock, I don't want to say shock the world because they're favorite, but maybe shock some of the people who think that, you know, Patrick Mahomes has just got that golden dust. So I'm going with the Eagles and Nick Sariani wow, because so he's, been, he's been working on things in his garden. Remember, we all laughed at him when he was talking about his garden and planting <laughs> and this and that. Well, things well, are he, growing in Philadelphia, baby. When he took over and when Dan Campbell took over in Detroit, we were like, who are these cats? I, I mean, know. we knew them, but we were like, oh, my God. Well, now, <laughs> we, listen, Detroit could be here next year. You never know. That sounds that wild. That's so, true. That's true. I got the but Eagles. Yeah, Ray's got the Eagles, and Ray's got the Chiefs. Both close games, both basically high 20s, you know, up to 30. Uh, so we were, we're kind of going with the same total score and just about a two-point swing either way. But that's, that's about right for a pick'em game. I mean, one and a half points on a neutral field is basically a pick'em. So – you know, you could flip a coin. If they play – I tell you what, if they play ten times, I would, would say be five, five and five yeah. is probably what I would I agree. Do. So we'll see. It should be great. We'll watch the commercials. We'll watch the play of the quarterbacks. We'll watch the play of the defensive so, wait, wait. line. Who, who, who comes out and surprise guests with Rihanna? Do we, do we get Jay-Z rhyming with Umbrella, Drake coming and, and doing the song, big song he had with her? I think we might get some oh, surprise guests with Rihanna. 
Uh, that's on you. You're our music, you know, you're our music <laughs> contributor. So you tell me who you got. Yeah, I, I think you can see a little Drake appearance, maybe a little Jay Z. I think um I think she's um she's super talented and I think it's gonna be one of those mem- really memorable halftime shows. So it should be a fun day overall out there in uh, Glendale, Arizona. By the time I get to Arizona Arizona. All right. Yeah. Well enjoy the Super Bowl. I can't believe it's number fifty seven already. Enjoy it. Should be a great game. We'll be back. Remember, we're back on Tuesday at the very least to talk about NBA and our boy LeBron James. But for now, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 57, we are out. Ray and Tay today. Later, guys. Eagles for Tay and Chiefs for Ray. Enjoy the game. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.